Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. The future. We love to know the future. People around the world can spend so much money going to a psychic and having him or her predict their future, telling them what's going to happen. We may not believe in psychics, but do we, when we buy that stock on the stock exchange, think or really hope that it's going to go up? We bought it because we believed it was going to go up. And if it doesn't, we can get quite upset. And there's other ways we like to know the future. When we choose someone as our mate to spend our lives with, we want to know that they're going to be there to the very end. And we're going to live happily ever after. We just like to know the future. It's fun. It makes life easier because then we can relax, sit back and just enjoy the journey of life. Or maybe we go to college and we do really well in school and we have the expectation that now we're going to get a great job and it just doesn't always happen. Or we have expectations to make it into our 80s, maybe even our 90s, living well, being healthy, maybe slowing down a bit and then having our family around us and just falling asleep and having a really full, rich life with everyone being there Everyone, all our kids doing well, our grandkids doing well, and just everything being wonderful. But again, that doesn't always happen. Now, some of us think we're a little more sophisticated. So guess what? We're going to eat well. We're going to exercise. We're going to do really well in school, work really hard, be a great partner to our spouse, be a loving parent, and everything's going to work out great. But it doesn't always. Life has such an ability to be unpredictable and we can put so much effort into something that really matters to us and kabam, it's all over and we have to adjust. It is true that sometimes it can go pretty well for a while. It can be what seems to be fairly predictable, but then sometimes life just says, nope, I know you thought it was going to go this way, but guess what? It's going this way. I mean, even our political news can shock us sometimes. I'm sure, as everyone on the planet knows, during the time of this recording, our president here in the U.S. is President Trump. Well, I can tell you, when he was running for presidency, most people, almost everyone, didn't think he would win. It's funny, too, during the election or during the final days of his campaign, I'm not a gambler at all, really, but... There's a site where they put odds on who's going to win the presidency. And I've been watching it because I figured, well, if people are going to bet on the president, I bet there's a strong chance that that's the one who's going to win. Well, during the final day of the election, when they were deciding who was going to be our next president here in the U.S., I was still watching that app. And it was like, I think it was like 90 some percent in favor of Hillary. And then all of a sudden it went to 50 percent and all of a sudden it completely flipped. I mean, almost within an instant. And what everyone was predicting didn't come true. So if we've lived long enough, we know this story. This story that life can unfold very differently than we expect it to, than we hope it will. And sometimes the changes are good. They can be great. But sometimes they can't be. Or we interpret them as being negative. Well, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how do we live well with that uncertainty. Because since life is unpredictable at times. How do we live life well with the uncertainty? Well, we have to start with that very point that 
things happen in our world, in our lives, throughout our lives, that we can't predict. Sometimes we can, but sometimes we just can't. And so if we start with the fact that saying, no, Dr. Puff, I can predict my life. It's going to turn out this way. Well, what's going to happen is when it doesn't at times, if we hang too tightly onto the certainty that it's supposed to turn out a certain way and then it doesn't, the tighter we're hanging on, the more we're going to suffer, period. So you can probably guess where I'm going. It would be the opposite. The looser we are, the less we hang tightly on to, it really needs to turn out this way versus I would prefer it turn out this way, but who knows? Then when it does change, we say, hmm, great, I'll adjust to that. And when it doesn't, we say, great, I'll keep going the way I thought it was going to go. It's really that simple. It boils down to not that life is uncertain. It boils down to we're going to suffer based upon our desire to say things have to turn out a certain way. So the less expectations we have that things have to turn out a certain way, the less we're going to suffer. Now, I've talked about this before, and over the years, I've gotten complaints from people saying, well, Dr. Puff, what about goals? Won't everyone just give up and not do anything? The exact opposite is true. And let me explain why. If we deeply in our hearts believe that life is uncertain and that all we really have is now, this present moment, that's the only thing we can be certain of, that right now, this is what I have. Tomorrow I could be dead. Tomorrow I could be homeless. Tomorrow I could be hungry. Tomorrow I could be divorced. Fill in the blank, whatever your fear is. If we don't have those fears, then the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to live really well. Because instead of seeing that life has to turn out a certain way, we're going to say that life is a gift. It's an adventure. It's so cool because we don't know. It's like going to Disneyland for the first time and going on all these rides we've never been on. I wonder what they're going to be like. Some are thrilling. Some may be boring. But they're new. They're adventuresome. And without that need for predictability, then what happens is we live well each moment. We're not waiting until we hit retirement when we start living well. So here's how it works with goals. Now, not for all, but for many people, when they come up with goals, they're saying, if I reach this goal, fill in the blank, you know, saving a million dollars, getting a PhD, becoming a lawyer, buying my first home, whatever it may be, usually they're professional or economic goals, that they will think once they reach their goal, they're going to be happy. Well, the problem with that is they may just be doing the goal for the sake of doing it, to have that end result of money, prestige, whatever it may be. And they're not doing the goal for the love of it because they realize, but if I reach the end and get my goal, then I can relax and be happy. It's kind of like I'm going to hit 40 and retire early and then live the rest of my life traveling the world. Well, the problem with that one is, is that there's going to be bumps along the way for almost all of us. And if we're just doing it for the sake of the end result, then we're going to spend years and years of misery because now we're doing goals, not for the pleasure of them. We're doing goals for the end result. And since life is uncertain, when there are bumps along the way, we're going to realize that, oh, this may not turn out the way I think. So we'll probably quit or we'll get discouraged. Or even if we make it to the end, it's going to be so many wasted years. So this is what we do instead. We say, okay, I get it. I may not reach my goal. So I should probably choose a goal that as I'm getting there, I'm going to enjoy the process of getting there. And if I don't make it, I had a good time. 
So now all of a sudden, we're doing something not for the end result. We're doing it because we're really passionate about it. And along the way, when bumps come, we're far less likely to quit because we are far more enjoying the journey. And we realize, oh, that's just part of life. But I'm having fun. Even though I got this big setback, I'm going to keep going because it's just fun. So now, all of a sudden, we're doing things for the sake of doing them, not because we're trying to reach something that we think will make us happy. And we're going to say, okay, I get it. Life is uncertain. So I better plan on things not working out the way I expect and be okay with that. That may be right now we're married and we realize that, hmm, this could end. I need to be okay with that. We may have the most wonderful kids on the planet and they may move away. We may have a falling out. They may die. That can happen. But we're going to suffer so much more when we say this shouldn't be happening. That is where we suffer. We don't suffer because of the change because we know life changes. Our lives change throughout our lives. What causes us to suffer is fighting those changes. So if we learn to live well with uncertainty, then with time what happens is when life does change, we do so much better because instead of fighting life, we roll with it. We say, okay, hmm, this thing changed. I'm going to make this work. It really isn't the changes in life that cause us to suffer. I know sometimes the changes can be pretty intense, but we suffer because we fight it. We suffer because we say, I can't adjust to this. I'm going to fight this tooth and nail, no matter what. And mind you, we can, we can be quite good at fighting life, but the problem with it is then we suffer. And after a while, we actually get tired of the struggle. So what we'll probably do is not fight it to the day we die. We probably will begin to numb ourselves to the struggles of life, to the changes, through addictions, drugs, alcohol, work, relationships, whatever it may be, food. And then we're really not living well then because addictions, whatever form they take, are not good for us. We're here to live well. We're going to live well when we say, I get it. Life is very uncertain and sometimes it can go down paths I have no way of predicting. But when life says, I'm going down this way, and we've done everything in our power, everything to say, okay, I get it. I really can't change this. Then we say, okay, now my job is to make this work, to find things in this new situation to say, I like this. This is beautiful. I'm going to make this work. Let me use a couple examples of how this might work. For example, I have kids. You may have kids. And if we have kids, probably our expectation is for them to go on to college and do well. And we may have another expectation of saying we're going to help them to go through college so that they don't end up with a lot of debt. Well, along the way, many things can happen. And there's three things that could potentially happen here. One is our kids get into college and we don't have money to help them. We ran out. That's one option. Now, we could say that's terrible. That's awful. Or we could say, well, now I'm going to help them be resourceful and apply for scholarships and they're going to take school a lot more seriously now because they're paying for it. So it's, again, it's how you look at it. Another might be that they don't go to college. And then we can say, okay, that could happen. And now I have that money saved. I can do something else with it. 
I can travel. I can do home improvements. I can buy a new car. There's lots we could do with that extra money. Or the third option would be they get into college and we're able to help them. That's fine too. That all three can be fine. It doesn't really matter. It's what we do with it in our mind that matters. We could create a story out of any of them if we wanted to. Or we can, with any of them, create a story that's fine, that we can live with and live with well. Here's another one. A lot of people that get married and have kids end up getting divorced, even when their kids are younger. Now, of course, we all know people like that. And they can be miserable because now they're living by themselves, eking by, and it's horrible for them. They don't get to see their kids half the time. But I'm sure we all know other people. Maybe they don't talk about it as much. But they do say it's even better because now they get every other weekend off where they would have had to wait for years to get a weekend off. And now they get every other weekend to do other things, get out there and do what they want to do, and yet see their kids regularly too. Again, I'm hoping it's making sense. Life isn't permanent. That is an absolute given. That is just how life works. For a few of us, we'll go through life and it'll be exactly as we expect. For most of us, probably almost all of us, it's not going to go the way we expect. And that's okay. It's okay if we learn to adjust to whatever life throws us. We can't fight the impermanence of life. We have to say, this is what happened. I'm going to make this work. And that really is a secret key of a changing life. Make it work. The only person on the planet keeping us unhappy is ourselves. Is the thoughts we're having that it shouldn't be this way. Those shoulds cause suffering. We now, instead of suffering, we turn to our hearts and say, Okay, I've done everything in my power to make this work. It didn't. So now I adjust. I make this new situation work because I can. I can adjust to anything. And with that approach, that working with the impermanence of life, then our lives go truly astonishing. As I so often say, we truly can have beautiful lives, but it's in our hands. It's not external. It's pretty irrelevant what happens externally. What matters is our response to what happens. And we do our best. Of course, we plan when we can, we adjust when we can, but mostly we flow. And when life goes down a different path than we expected, we get on our feet and say, I'm going to make this work. And then we will, because we can make anything work. Our lives can be truly astonishing if we flow with life, if we don't fight life so much, and if we realize the solution to our problems is always within us. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you are finding these episodes helpful, I would love for you to share your experience with others. The easiest way for new people to listen to this podcast is just refer them to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Or if you want to do more and leave a review, on that site you'll find a Yelp link, a Google Plus link, a testimonial link, or perhaps even the site you're listening to this podcast on. Often you can leave reviews there too. The reviews are an awesome way to encourage people to start listening to the Happiness Podcast. And until next time, accept what is, love what is.
Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, and it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity requires specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace, but for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling and coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general, I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings.